0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 20 Nothing Podcast. Um, I took a brief hiatus, but I'm so excited today because we have an amazing guest, the one and only Claudia Salewski. She just announced her collaborative clothing line with Nordstrom VP, and we can finally talk about it. I had to like keep a secret about this for so long, but we chatted about that, and we also celebrated her hitting 2 million subscribers on YouTube and 10 years of making videos. So it was a really great chat. And I mean, YouTubers are some of my favorite people to interview because I personally spend so much time watching YouTube videos. So getting to sit down with someone whose videos I watch or someone I've been subscribed to for years, it's always a fun experience for me. And so I think you guys will really enjoy the little chat that we had. So without further ado, I'm gonna just jump right into my interview with Claudia Salewski. I mean, I know you finally were able to like start talking about, you know, the clothing line, the project that you're working on and I know you can't say too much, but um, I know we had a lot of questions about that. So like, what can you tell me? Perfect,
1: So, so it's basically a, it's a clothing collaboration with Nordstrom VP which is so crazy, because I remember, you know, shopping at BP in high school, basically, so, Nordstrom BP is, like, the department that is, it's at Nordstrom, and Nordstrom creates the product, and it's, like, for ages, I think it's, like, 18 to 30, like, it's sort of, like, their younger demo, and so, BP has been around for, like, 30-plus years, and they've never had anyone be, sort of, like, the face of it, or collaborate with them and stuff, and so working with Nordstrom, which is a freaking dream come true. It's so crazy how this all sort of happens. Um, but yeah, we we started designing in January, and the headquarters are up in Seattle. So every time I post in Seattle, everyone sort of guessed it'd either be like Nordstrom or Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, those are like two mains out there. So everyone's like, what are we doing? And some people have guessed it. But yeah, let's see. What can I say? So it's with Nordstrom. And there's gonna like I think the biggest thing that we wanted to like really focus on and make our priority with this wine is that a like have such a different like range of products for everyone to find something as well as like size inclusivity like we have a huge size range which is awesome because you know a lot of lines are a little more limited depending on the style and stuff mm-hmm. so that was a huge thing and then even just like style wise you know when I first started talking to them they were like okay so what's your style like, give us three words and I was like I don't even know how to give you guys three words because it so depends on the day like sometimes super edgy and like wearing all black and then I'm wearing like a sundress the next day and so we kind of took that and we were like okay so how could we make a line of, like edgy and funky but still feminine and like dainty at the same time and just like mix that all up and so that's sort of like the overarching kind of theme of this is that everyone can sort of find something um and be able to shop their size and be able to you know mix these different styles together so i'm very very excited been working on it so much and um oh my god yeah it's like the coolest thing i've ever done
0: that's so. amazing i'm so excited you also recently just reached two million subscribers on youtube yeah congrats Thank you. <laughs> So when I was prepping for this interview I had to do a little bit of stalking and like go back and watch some of your old videos. Oh gosh. <laughs> do you I'm so sorry about that.
1: Sorry, oh, you had to do that.
0: <laughs> no, it was amazing. I like fell into this rabbit hole. It was lovely, lovely afternoon. <laughs> do you remember like the first video that you made that like did well on YouTube or got a lot of a lot of views? Ooh.
1: Um I'm trying to think. I would say back when I first started videos, I loved dyeing my hair, like, every color under the sun. I would do, like, fully, like, highlighted hair, and, or fully blonde, fully black. I've done, like, purple ombre, and, like, regular ombre. And I feel, I think, like, the first video that, like, really blew up for me, I think, was how I ombre my hair, <laughs> which was, like, just the most, like, crappy, like, janky way ever. You did it yourself? Kind of like, you know, yeah, I did it myself, <laughs> and I just, you know, it's, like, it looks fine, you know? The second you, like, curl your hair, it sort of, like, hides everything. Yeah, like, it all you know blends. Everything. So, like, yeah, just, like, add a little texture, and, like, no one can really see what's going on over there. So I would say, I think it started off with just, like, the hair videos, because mm-hmm. I was just, you know, yeah. experimenting
0: yeah for sure and was there like a tipping point from you like when it went from like maybe a couple of people are gonna watch this to like you know like having a following like doing meetups going to conventions getting fan mail things like that
1: yeah I feel like that prop that sort of first turning point happened in high school because I started in middle school in seventh grade I was 13 and like purely a hobby didn't know what I was doing just giving advice that like I just didn't even have (laughs) you know like taking my mom's makeup and using it in the videos and stuff and I would say like the first sort of like step up was it happened around high school because like you just said like I started going to you know YouTube conventions and once I kind of built like a community of friends that also do the same thing Mm -hmm. because in my mind I was like okay this is a great thing I can do after school this is fun this is creative. And I think it was like the moment I realized that like, oh, some of my closest friends like live across the country and I just, I met them through YouTube. And you know, we started meeting each other and doing like, we would do our own meetups like in New York, not even with a brand. We're all like, okay, let's fly to New York for the weekend. Let's do it here. And so I think it's like once, once I found just those friendships and connections that was sort of the first kind of, like, oh, wow, wait, this is, like, going to be a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely around the same time where, like, brands started coming in and stuff. So, like, once that sense of community kind of played into the factor of YouTube, because it, at first, was just such a, like, solo endeavor,
0: that was sort of, like, the first kind of, like, well, this is cool. And, I mean, it's been so long at this point. Like, a lot of YouTubers who have been making videos for as long as you have some of them have, like, kind of fallen off or, like, have trouble maintaining that. How do you maintain keeping up with this over such a long period of time and also adding in more elements to it with Instagram and all those other things?
1: Yeah, I think the thing that I'm happy to say that I stuck with throughout the entire time because I'm coming up on 10 years now, Yeah, so insane to think about, so crazy. But, like, I guess the thing that I can, like proudly say is that I've always just sort of been myself and I've made just the types of videos that I've wanted to make like you know I mean YouTube was so different back then than it is now and it's been different you know a few years ago whatever like there's all these different trends and sort of like clickbait and all these different sort of like video recipes that like do the best perform the best and I think because like my sort of Growth and relationship with my viewers on YouTube has always just been like, sort of just very like gradual and natural and and I never um, and you know maybe like sometimes I think like oh my gosh if I had like collabed with more people maybe I would have like more subscribers but it ultimately never was like the goal for me because I knew that doing something like YouTube that dips so much into, like, my personal life. I needed to make sure that I, like, protected that and just remain myself through all of it. And so I think that's sort of why I haven't entirely, you know, like, gotten sick of it or anything because the relationship that I have with my viewers, like, so many of them, I get comments all the time just being like, wow, I remember back, like, in your, like, blue bedroom back at home. And so a yeah. lot of, like, my viewers have grown with me So, like, my content has just sort of grown into the interests that I have now. And so I think just, like, keeping it real, you know, like, just not putting on any sort of filters or whatever has helped to keep it sort of fresh and organic and natural. And I think everyone, like, has periods of, like, frustration and all this stuff, but it's, like, just reminding yourself that it's it's a very unique position to be in and it's like it's really crazy that it you know started off just as such a you know sort of hobby and fun thing and so yeah I I don't I mean that's the longest answer in the world (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you got something out of that but definitely I think it's just yeah you know life just throws different things at you but I think that's the cool thing about YouTube is that you can sort of grow and shape it with you and so you know my content is always kind of changing and it's you know a lot of it's it's pure it's pretty much just lifestyle it's like hey this is what's going on in my life you know if you want to jump on board let's go you know yeah
0: (laughs) yeah. and I mean you mentioned that about like your private life and like being in the public Mm -hmm. eye how do you decide like what you're going to share and like where you draw the line of what you're keeping private
1: yeah I think because I've been doing this for so long that I I sort of don't even have to like I don't consciously really check in with myself, being like, Oh wait, should I not share this? Mm-hmm. I think everyone sort of finds what they're comfortable showing and not showing. I think one great way of doing it is like, okay, if my mom sees this, <laughs> is that gonna be okay? Like <laughs> my mom is probably my biggest fan and follows me and watches everything. And that's kind of a good parameter to look at it, just being like, all right, like, is this going to be too much to talk about or too much to post or whatever. So just like knowing, like, my mom out there is going to watch <laughs> this someday or just like it uploads. But as far as like personal details and stuff like that, I think with that sort of stuff, patience is sort of key. I mean, I think, you know, like a- anything exciting happening in your world, you just want to like bill immediately and that's why you have friends you know like a close group of knit friends that you can talk to but I found that like with really personal stuff like relationships and sort of life experiences whatever stuff like that I think patience is important because you know whatever you put online you can't take back and you can't erase and it really opens up everyone to you know commenting their opinions and judgments and all that stuff and you have to be ready for that And so I just make sure that like a, will my mom approve, and B, um, am I down to have this on the internet forever, like, is this, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm in a relationship, it's like, if I, is this something that I see myself in for, for a while, not, or if it's a short thing, so, I think it's just, like, patience, you know?
0: hmm yeah, and how do you deal with, um, like, handling those, like, comments and criticisms from other people? you know because like they kind of become like a part of your life in a way that's hard to block out
1: totally luckily like as far as like the grand just sort of overall um, I don't get too much hate which is awesome and I don't like take for granted at all I think it's maybe because I'm just so like neutral I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm never that controversial or doing anything totally insane or like I never have like YouTube drama or anything so that's a part of it but obviously it's inevitable and it happens and I think like it's one of those things where it's like obviously not healthy to read you know hate comments and let them get to you but at the same time like it's not as healthy to like indulge in all of these like praise comments and stuff because at the end of the day like You got to make sure that your self-worth and your validation is coming from you because you are the person that you're stuck with and all of these people, you know, have maybe met you once or will never meet you or never have. And so it's kind of like, like, who are you going to give that power to Mm -hmm. um, as far as just like the way that you view yourself and think of yourself. And so I, I mean, I always have to remind myself that because you know some people say some crazy stuff and all you want to do is respond and be like no it's not like that it's just <laughs> it's like it's less of me feeling like down on myself I just want to like defend myself yeah but then you realize like what is that going to do you know so I think it's like finding that balance of not letting the bad or good like take up too much of like your brain and the sort of self-worth
0: yeah and also like to give more weight to one or the other, like also wouldn't make sense, right? You can't be like, oh, well, like, yeah. the bad is worth nothing and the good is like great, or the opposite, you know. But, totally,
1: because yeah. like you can get really good, like you know, sort of some of the bad comments, like could like it, there could be sort of advice or some sort of healthy criticism throughout that, and so it's like you can't just be like, but that's bad. I don't want to read that. This I'm gonna read a bunch. Like it's yeah, it's all. It's all relative.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of our readers asked, um, what's it like being in a long-distance relationship or where someone is, you know, always on the road?
1: Mm-hmm. I've been in a long-distance relationship before. The one that I'm in right now, definitely, I mean, yeah, so my boyfriend travels a bunch and he tours. And it kind of works out because we're both very just like, you know, sort of ambitious and work-heavy people and we love, like, that's just, it, like, I love working. It just fulfills me and I feel good about myself. And um, Phineas is sort of the same way. And so, weirdly enough, like, as long as we're always communicating, which we're great about, like, I think, you know, freaking, like, FaceTiming and phone calls and texting, like, if you just, like, if, if you stay consistent with that and keep each other in mind, then, like, I it works out great because when he's out of town I'm like okay I'm going to get back into shape like back into half Pilates every morning let me like film a bunch of stuff and edit so that I can relax a little bit when he's gone so it gives ultimately it just gives balance better balance in my life and being mm-hmm. able to focus on things that are just for me because you know when you're like lovey-dovey with someone you're just like wanting to make sure that they're good and they're happy and everything um, and that makes it sound like super awesome rainbows and butterflies but like this past February he was gone like over a month and February's like my birthday month and mm-hmm. Valentine's Day and like that for sure sucks like that was the worst and I spent like 50% of my birthday just on FaceTime with him because that was like the person that I wanted to be with but I think it's like for any like yeah followers asking like I, I don't think it's impossible and I don't think it needs to be like a bad thing in your relationship i think you can find ways to make it like a productive thing basically mm-hmm.
0: yeah definitely and i also feel like it works for some people and it works for and for some people it doesn't work and so it really oh, just depends so- on like the couple mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly it totally depends on the person and speaking of your schedule your busy busy schedule what does it look like in terms of you know working on different things and content creation for all the all these different channels and whatnot
1: so it totally depends on the day and it's and it's weird because of like my job a lot of it is sort of like on like i get to choose my hours which is like a blessing but also a curse because Mm -hmm. you know if you don't sort of like put a fire under your butt like you can go like easily just burn through a day of being like okay well I kept myself busy of you know, emails, but like what did I actually do today, you know? And so I think it's like finding structure is so, so important. So I definitely like block out times when I need to, you know, respond to like my different emails and stuff. And as far as YouTube goes, like that I I don't have like a I don't have like a schedule that I upload on because it's like YouTube is this fragile thing that I never wanna feel like yes, it is my job, but I, it's also a creative sort of job, and you can't always kind of force creativity, yeah. um, and so that's why, like, every day really depends, and it's, and it's different, because I'm also auditioning all the time for acting, and I have classes, so each day is just sort of like, all right, what, what is going on, where can I fit in a few, you know, hours of, like, editing or whatever, so... It's a lot of just, like, wearing different hats and making sure that I am, like, really prioritizing my time because I think it's really, really easy to be, like, kind of doing something but only, like, 70% focused. But, like, put your phone down, like, 100%, do it, and you always get it done faster, you know?
0: Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, I don't – there's, like, no answer to that. Like, every
1: day is so different.
0: For sure. And when you're, like, trying to unwind and, like – do your self care. What does that look like for you?
1: Let's see, well, I try to give myself weekends. It's very easy to just be like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" Like, I, like you know, no one like all the offices are closed, so I don't have to email, to do emails. I can just film like Saturdays during the day. But I think a big one is like really trying to give myself at least like Sundays or weekends because that makes it feel more structured and more, like, a regular job. And then I would say the other thing is just, like, I love, like, traveling with my boyfriend because for him it's, like, technically work. But, like, if it works in my schedule and I'm able to, like, fly out to freaking Australia with him, whatever, I sort of get to, like, sneak in a vacation. Um, so super sneaky. Love it. And then I also, like, get to vlog. So it kind of is just, like, the best of both worlds. But yeah, I also just find that like sometimes relaxing too much also you just kind of get antsy. You're like, Okay, this is this is, this is great, love this, but like need to need to move on. <laughs> yeah. Some other stuff. <laughs> but yeah
0: Yeah, definitely. And you're twenty three now. What's something that you know now that you didn't know at twenty?
1: Ooh, okay. I'm gonna try to think of a good one. Okay. Well, something that I always, this is sort of like two things, but something that I've always struggled with is like people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I think I overthink so much about how others are perceiving me and how I make others feel when I'm around them and everything, which like is definitely like, it's a good quality, but then it like backfire on you when you sort of just end up putting in too much for someone that maybe isn't giving that back. And so, I think probably, like, the biggest thing that I've recently kind of learned is, like, the first one being, like, put time and and care and love into the things that, like, also, like, bounce back to you and that, like, matter to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've just, I've gone through so many phases of just feeling like I'm spreading myself so thin across, like, so many people and jobs and, and saying yes to everything. And so, it's, like, just... And that sort of ties into just like, you know, you get so caught up in your head of being like, oh my gosh, like this, um, you know, this person, I've been like bailing out on them and I like feel so bad and they probably think the worst of me. And ultimately, like everyone is just worrying about like their their own days and their own insecurities and lives and whatever. And so it's like um, picking and choosing sort of, you know, where you want to put your time and then now I'm giving you a third answer, but this is my original <laughs> second one, was also like the power of saying no, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's it's really easy to just like kind of say yes and want to please everyone and please your team and your friends and your family, and I think like there's so much power in like saying no and being like, that's, um, someone else can have that opportunity or uh, someone else could, you know, so yeah. I would say kind of a blend of all of that.
0: Yeah now that you're coming up on 10 years on youtube um i feel like 10 years ago you probably never would have imagined being where you are now and looking no way right i know and like looking forward another 10 years what are your big goals and dreams oh my gosh
1: 10 years from now okay wow all right so i mean if we're talking personal life 10 years from now i'm 33 Definitely, like, I want to be a freaking mom. I'm so excited to have kids. <laughs> I want to a dog, everything. So, like, I think I think at 33, I, like, I just, 20s are, like, meant to be, like, your selfish years where you're choosing after everything. Like, I'm so excited to, like, start that next chapter. So, definitely that. But work-wise, I think throughout just, like, this whole BP process, like, it's called BP times quality fifteen is one. Um, Throughout that whole process, I've, like, fallen in love with just sort of the, like, the business side of things, and so when I first moved out here, like, the things that I was chasing were, like, you know, keeping up with YouTube, and then I, like, did a bunch of hosting, and I, like, hosted for Teen Vogue, and then I dipped into, and now I'm, like, doing acting and stuff, and so it's always kind of been, like, entertainment in front of the camera, and I think, like, you know, this year kind of doing something that yes it's like still in front of the camera because it's like my name and all that stuff but like really getting able to like do what it's like behind like I hope 10 years from now that like I am either working on or you know partnering or just doing and working with like brands and, and companies that like I believe in and are, are exciting to me and I just like yeah I don't know I kind of just want to be like a businesswoman. yeah I, I think it's I think there's a lot of like power in that and it kind of allows you to um like be more creative and and take more like creative choices in you know acting and all of that sort of stuff because ultimately it's like I, I never want to like shatter like that like creative juice and sort of like overkill it and yeah sort of like the business side of things it's like really fun yeah thank you so i could definitely see you
0: as an entrepreneur business owner businesswoman. (laughs)
1: that's that's what we're going for that's
0: what we're trying i see it i see it (laughs) i see the vision (laughs) well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me
1: of course thank you so much